You know, the culture is actually damn good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, where y'all at? This is Trafalgar Square. Mr. and Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. Have you been drinking? It was a good show, huh? During the workday, when you feel possessed by amorous intent, may I suggest that you suppress it? Hey! 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 Hey, how you doing? Let's get in the conference room. I would like to invite everyone into the conference room. I would like to have a meeting in the conference room right now. I know for a fact that nobody in the Parks Department reads letters. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me Savior! SportsJourney.com, radio network, back on the air. It's the Bob Matthews Show. Welcome on in, everybody. Everybody, we got football to talk about. Yeah, that's right. I said football. I know. It's not even June yet. OTAs are underway up at what? In Ashburn. Let's just leave it with at Ashburn, since we have no idea what to call the park anymore. Uh, it looks pretty good, too. Today was the first day of them. Uh, first time we got to see the rookies with the vets. First time we got to see a certain bearded wonder by the name of Ryan Fitzpatrick under center. And for the first time, our crew can be out there taking a look at everything. And in just a few minutes, Washington football insider Sam Fortier of the Washington Post is going to join us, and we will go through the whole thing. And before we get to that, we got to take you inside the locker room for some exclusive locker room access with Coach Ron and with Fitzy. As always, your exclusive locker room access brought to you by One Life Fitness, onelifefitness.com. You go to their website, you give Pranata a free day pass, see everything they've got to offer, locations in Northern Virginia, D.C., Richmond, Maryland, and, of course, right here in the Tidewater. All right, so let's start with Riverboat Ron and Rivera saying today uh, that he liked what he saw so far. Now, let's you have we have to define our premise here because – Let's face it, everybody looks good the first day of OTAs. The Washington football team looked like world beaters the first day of organized team activities. So did 32 other teams in the league. But one thing that you got to like uh, about what you saw here today, first of all, was the attendance. You've got an offseason roster of 90 players, and 86 of them showed up in Ashburn today. We just understand we're a young football team. We're a group of young guys that are coming together. We got a lot of new faces. And, you know, for the most part, just very pleased with what we got. Uh, I appreciate our guys being attentive. Uh, again, it is a voluntary situation, and, and it, it is pleasing to have uh, have a good mixture of the guys. As I said, we got a lot of new players, a lot of new faces. And um, I guess our guys, you know, are looking at the opportunity to develop and, and come together. And, and uh, I'm, I'm very pleased with that. Now, Chase Young and Montez Sweat were not there, and you don't have to, you can read absolutely nothing into that. In fact, Rivera said, guys got to do what they got to do. Again, he stressed it was voluntary. Didn't, you know, give him an excuse as in, oh, well, I'm not worried about those guys. But, I, you know, he's, let's face it, uh, if anybody is allowed not to be there or, or is not going to suffer any consequences of being there, probably be the two defensive ends that make this defense uh, take it from good to elite. He also talked uh, about the tempo of practice. You might remember that was a big thing last training camp. It was the first time Rivera had seen everybody on the field, and he likes a very fast practice. He wants people moving from station to station, lollygagging around. 
and he said he liked the way the guys came out and had the pace on pace, basically, from the first whistle. What I was happy about was you, you could hear some of the veteran guys telling the young guys, hey, we don't walk around here. You, you know, we hustle here, we hustle there. So, you know, unless you're hurt. Um, I thought that was a pretty cool comment from one of our senior defensive guys. Um, but, but, I, but, but I think the guys are understanding that we want to practice fast so we can play fast. And, uh, you know, this is as good a simulation as we can get. You know, we have to be aware, you know, also trying to get the players aware of, of the rules, you know, that, that, that there's, you know, there, there, there's no high impact collisions. You know, the, we got to get the DBs uh, to understand, that, hey, you're, they're not supposed to compete for the ball when it's close. You know, we, we got to take care of each other and make sure we practice and learn and, 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 and get something out of this. Um, but again, we, you know, like I said, we, we, we have to really abide by the, the rules. There you go. That's the culture that he's talking about building. And one of the things that he has always wanted is for the guys to practice not so much hard again, but fast. The fact that he mentioned, you always have to read between the lines in these in these um, press conferences, but the fact that he mentioned that he was pleased with the way they practiced speed-wise is a good thing. It shows you that the guys that are out there are definitely starting to do it his way. And as we know, his way has, has worked in the past. So it passed his prologue. Also, uh, as we mentioned, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick taking all of the or most of the first team reps uh, here today, as you might expect. He is penciled in as the day one starter. So what did Ron think about Fitz's first day of practice? It was good to see. Um, you know, he's a very veteran guy. He picks things up very quickly. Um, you know, he, he handled it very nicely. Uh, I, I think the guys have, have, have already started to draw towards him in terms of, uh, you know, being comfortable, understanding, you know, the way he does things, how it fits our structure. Um, that's one of the really cool things is, is, is a guy like him that can come in and, and, and assimilate very quickly uh, and, and the teammates around him uh, uh, gather around him and kind of assimilate to his style as well. Well, first of all, he, he took very good command of the huddle. Uh, you know, he got the, the calls out quickly, got to the line of scrimmage, got guys lined up. Um, and, and that's one thing you can see in terms of his knowledge and understanding already of what we're doing. You know, we got a lot of first and second year guys that are on the field and, and he helped get them lined up. Um, and, um, you know, and then you listen to him talk with uh, with with Scott and, and, and with Kenny and, and you can see, you know, he's suggesting things. So there, there's there's that type of um, seniority that, that you feel and see from him, because, he, as I said earlier, he's been around and um, he's got a, he's got a vast wealth of, uh, of knowledge that we can also uh, gain from as well, not just the players, but the coaches. Also had to address the elephant in the room, and that being Morgan Moses. Kind of tight-lipped about that one. Um, other than we're just going in a different direction. You know, we have uh, an opportunity to, you know, get some young guys on the field. Um, you know, we, we, we went out and brought in a, a veteran left tackle. So we feel very comfortable, you know, with, with those decisions because of the players that we have uh, on the roster right now. I mean, they're both very good players. They were good players for us, and they'll continue to be good players in the league. Um, you know, we just feel it's an opportunity to get some young guys on the field. All right. Now, how about Ryan Fitzpatrick, Washington's new starting quarterback, or at least presumed new starting quarterback uh, for the beginning of the season? Fitz sat down with us after practice, and Fitzmagic was doing Fitzmagic stuff at the podium. The air was crisp today. I mean, that was something that, you know, I, I didn't walk out into the, the sweltering heat um, 
that was a nice change up and I know it's coming, but that was a nice change up today. I woke up and saw some deer in the backyard. Uh, you know, it was almost out of like a Disney movie or something, but, um, just, you know, and I've touched on it before, uh, there's, there's a good energy in this building and there's just from watching today and watching guys work, there's, there's such a good willingness for these guys, uh, you know, to put in the work and to do it and to want to learn and that, you know, it's just been one day, but that gets me excited. It gets me excited about being a part of this team and doing the best I can to help us win on Sundays. He did not have the track suit on. I can report that he did not have the track suit nor the sunglasses on uh, this morning uh, during the during the reporter scrum. Uh, but he did talk about the receivers, and he likes what he's seeing so far with the uh, new revamped receiver core. Yeah, I mean, it is, you know, it, again, super early in the process. I completed my first pass to Terry today, completed my first pass to Curtis. Um I think I had my first pass to Adam today uh, in, in this uniform, but uh, just again, open dialogue and starting to have some experiences with these guys, you know, have some things go right where we're on the same page and have some things go wrong and be able to talk about them and iron them out and just talk about my expectations on certain routes versus certain coverages and then listen to them in terms of what they're thinking. So that open dialogue and communication is something that'll continue on as we go through the off season and, you know, into training camp into the season. In, in the quarterback's room, how has it been working with Kyle, Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke, Steven Montez so far? It's a good group. Uh, we've, we've had a good time kind of getting to know each other and, you know, the being a quarterback in the NFL, it's a, it's a small fraternity. So we've got a lot of mutual friends and, you know, guys that, you know, plenty of guys that we've hung out with and joked around with that are kind of friends of all of ours, but um, it, it's been good getting to know these guys just in a couple of zoom calls and stuff. And now just like all these other relationships, being able to do some stuff on the field and in person and figuring out their personalities and trying to help here or there as much as I can, uh, that'll just continue to get better as the off season goes on. Yeah. Let's hope that it does. It probably would be a good idea if that in fact did happen. Hey, you know, 30 late 30s uh, quarterbacks that's kind of in vogue now Stafford and well Fitz and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers etc cetera, etc cetera. so I, I you know he's 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 riding the wave right now all right how about uh, how it looked to some uh, objective observers out there let's go ahead and uh, maestro cue the music again let's bring in Sam Let's bring him on in, Washington football team insider Sam Fortier of the Washington Post. All around good sport about just about every topic that you can think of. Sam, how you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I, I hope that isn't a setup uh, for you to get a punchline off. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not as witty as, you know, JP and B. Mitch and all those guys, you know, when it comes to the whole child actor thing. So no, I, I got, I got nothing for you. I wished I did, but I don't. <laughs> I appreciate that. They were, somebody was giving me a hard time. Uh, Pete Haley was giving me a hard time the other day about my beard. He said, I look like a civil war general. So I, I appreciate my ego was a little bruised. So I appreciate you not, not giving me a hard time. I was going to mention it, but since since Pete batted you around about it a couple of days ago, I'm just I'll I'll leave I'll leave it off to the side. I will just leave it off to the side. Although I understand that Jeanette McCurdy does enjoy guys with beards, so I'm just saying. You, <laughs> you still have her number, right? 
right, right, right. I'll have to, I'll have to run that back and, uh, and see if she's, see if uh, she's still game. Uh, she should be so lucky. That's all I got to say. <laughs> all thank right. you. Thank you. You're welcome. Enough frivolity. Let's get to it. How exciting was it to actually be out at, uh, out, covering OTAs after this weird year. I mean, we're almost there. It looks like we're there. They it's, Oh, we're just inches away from them actually letting us in the locker room to do our jobs. Yeah. I am not sure about the locker room part. I still think there's a, a little bit of a, a ways to go with vaccinations, but being back out on the sidelines, not having to wear masks, seeing players uh, kind of do what they do, having that schedule with OTAs, it really has been, a nice, I don't want to say return to normalcy, but certainly a hint at, at, at getting back to the, the football that, that we know and enjoy. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's everything, right? Like when you don't have masks on, you can hear Pete Hainer curse out players much, <laughs> much clearer. And, it's, and worth, so, it's worth the price of admission for that. Oh, certainly. I would say, you know, the thing I, I often think about is, you know, if, the, in, if this team isn't on hard knocks anytime soon, really the draw to come out to training camp has got to be DB's coach Chris Harris and tight ends coach Pete Hayner. They certainly, in different ways, uh, I think Hayner more gruff, more uh, expletive laden, mm-hmm. Harris more energetic, more family friendly. They both certainly are, are worth the price of admission. You don't, it doesn't, it doesn't cause any PTSD and like gives you a flashback to the Nickelodeon soundstage or anything, does it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it might give me a flashback to uh, high school basketball practice. I was never very good. So my coach would just, you know, kind of get on me about conditioning, you know, make sure you, you can, you can get up and down the floor and, and, mm. you know, getting yelled at like that. That's kind of the PTSD that I have. Yeah. See, I was so bad that I, I was just a lost cause. He didn't even bother to waste his breath on me. My basketball coach. <laughs> so at, least, at, least, at least you got yelled at, you know, you've, you've got that for you. Um, so, I, you know, this time of year, every, as I said a couple of minutes ago, uh, Washington looked good on the field and so did 31 other teams. Can, can we learn anything from these, from these OTAs at all? I mean, it's tough to say, right? I'm always very skeptical of practicing, practicing against yourself, practicing on air. If you remember 10 months ago after training camp, Troy Apke at free safety was like, the breakout star mm-hmm. of, of camp. And then obviously he was benched by week five. Um, yeah. So I'm always, I'm always very skeptical of, of drawing too much from these days of, of, uh, of drinking the Kool-Aid, but I do think some things that are useful that, that you can kind of draw from them are, you know, lineup combinations or first team, second team reps. And, and, and even though they didn't have pads on today, they were pretty physical. Uh, and the thing, one of the two of the things that stick out to me is is Sadiq Charles was at left tackle. I, I wouldn't read too much into that because Charles Leno um, was missing the presumptive left tackle uh, was missing, and I think Sadiq is is more of a guard um, this year and maybe beyond. But I mean, he looked really good at the position. I think there is a chance that after this year, um, you know, he becomes he becomes a guy who could be an emergency tackle for you. Um, and the other one is Jamin Davis, their first round pick. He was actually playing Mike linebacker in the middle um, and John Bostic and Cole Holcomb were on the outside uh, Holcomb being the will away from the tight end and uh, and Bostic being, being that strong side guy. So that was interesting to me because I think one of the things that I had heard in the pre-draft process was that this team liked the way Jamin Davis uh, played coverage in space. Right. And so to me, 
that kind of suggests, I'm not saying Jamin will be the mic, but it suggests that they're trying to get him acclimated with all three linebacker spots because he did play off the ball at Kentucky. So those are two little minor notes that I do think are uh, worthy of note moving forward. Ron, in the in his uh, post-practice press conference, try saying that four times fast, um, talked about the, the 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 tempo and that he was he was pleased with the tempo that that the players practiced at. Is that is that a case of of kind of the culture starting to take root? Do you think? Yeah, I think that's sort of the same thing as as they had eighty six players to there today and and you know it, it's voluntary and they say it and they abide by the pa regulations right like they don't force anyone to be there but i do think it's notable that 86 uh players were there of 90 or 91 um and and i do think that is a reflection of, of ron's culture the, the the tempo as well um but i would even say just the sheer number of people who showed up uh, for this voluntary camp at the end of may um, says says something, and, and obviously that might be uh, a part of you know NFL players getting hurt practicing away from the facilities. It might be you know the number of guys who feel like they need to compete for a roster spots certainly. But to me, uh, the tempo and and the participation was was the you know the two big draws of of we talk so much about culture, right? Ron Rivera coming in flipping the culture. Those are two de- direct uh, correlations uh, of, of of all that rhetoric. You know, I wonder is uh, is the fact that Morgan Moses was was released. I, I'm wondering if that caused any of those guys who might have been on the fence to say, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to show up in Ashburn this week. It's it's possible. I I, I don't think necessarily that that his release uh, might have might have you know prompted them to come, but I do think that does reflect Ron's you know Ron's long held view that. You know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, you know, if he feels that the team is going to be better without you, he'll cut you. And, and obviously he doesn't have the reputation that Belichick does, Bill Belichick does for, for kind of cutting guys soon, right? He probably has the exact opposite where he's, you know, almost maybe too loyal to his guys. In Carolina, you could debate whether he held on to Cam Newton too long. But yeah, I think the fact that he was uh, willing to look at a guy who played through, you know, a serious adductor injury uh i think you know for for most of last season um and who was seen as one of those culture builders that ron prized uh to see him let go yeah i think that was certainly surprising um and, and could have contributed to that you you broke that story uh you had that one first last week have you figured out what the reasoning was beyond behind that i mean i know that was it was last week's news but still it it, it still just doesn't make a huge amount of sense because like you said he was a, a character guy in the locker room. He played hurt. He did everything that Ron asked him to do. Yeah, yeah, to me. And I th- and I know that there were some speculation that, oh, Morgan Moses at, must have demanded a trade or he must have wanted a new contract and said, I'm going to hold out or something like that. That is not true, according to two people that I talked to. Um, he, he did neither of those things. This was simply a case of the team saying, okay, we didn't expect Charles Leno to be available. We didn't expect to get Sam Cosme, who I think, you know, probably this team graded as a first round talent. We have those two guys. Uh, Morgan has been hurt, even though he's played through it. Um, let's, let's just move on now because we, we don't see him as a, as a long-term piece. Uh, that has been the, the rationale that as, as it's been explained to me, um, 
and and while you know I, I do think that that it doesn't make a ton of sense on its face because you know he he has done so much he's done he has a long track record and Ron has a track record of rewarding players who who do things like this um it, it that is to the best of my knowledge uh and and I feel like I've talked to people pretty who who would be in position to know for this situation um that that's been the rationale that I've heard so far I tell you what, you look around that locker room uh, and, you know, when we were in the locker room after games this year, you compare it to, to the last time we were there after uh, Jay Gruden's final game, there's not going to be more than maybe 10 guys that, that are, that are still there. Yeah, no, that that's true. It, two, uh, uh, two of the specialists, you got mm-hmm. DeShazer Everett, John Allen, uh, Payne, you know, those guys, but, a sweat but like uh yeah it, it certainly has been um it certainly has been a a total sea change a total remodeling as Ron Rivera's not only brought in got his guys from Carolina but also uh you know those kind of role players less heralded the JD McKissicks the Logan Thomases of the world and, and so yeah it, it it will be a pretty stark contrast if you were to take a picture uh at the end of that 2019 season at the uh, beginning of this 2021 season so how did how did Fitz look uh, this morning? Was was the air as as crisp and clear as as he <laughs> described it out there? Man, I, something I'm else. he sounded like Robert Frost this morning. I was like, okay, yeah. uh, getting me a little fired up. But uh, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, I don't know if it was idyllic as as a crisp, you know, a crisp spring afternoon with with uh, deer gallivanting mm. in the yard. Uh, but it certainly was a, a really nice morning for football. Um, you know, kept it kind of cool. There was some cloud cover and he looked, uh, he, he looked, you know, pretty good. Obviously, like I said, it, it's tough to take too much from, from his throws on air, but he certainly seemed to be more willing to chuck it deep. Right. And he had a really nice back shoulder fade about 20, 25 yards to cam Sims that I thought was a really nice timing route, considering the fact that this is the first time we've seen them on the field together. Um, that Ron Rivera pointed out after practices is something he noticed, but I think really, you know, Fitz can make the throws, right? Like this guy is a, a 16, 17 year NFL veteran. The thing to me that stuck out was, was we really saw examples of the veteran mentality that people so often talk about. I think sometimes some of those things can be platitudes, right? Like, Oh, this guy has been in the league so long. He can, you know, he's a veteran. Uh, but today, um, you know, the offensive line uh, or, or Chase really a mixed up a snap, the center, because the offensive line was trying to re-ID the defensive front after it shifted while Fitz w- was in his cadence, while he was, you know, hut, hut, hike. And they mixed up the snap because the offensive line was, was kind of distracted. And Fitz, you know, calmly, first day there, first day with these guys said, hey, you know, that can't happen. You know, if, if I, you know, when I start the cadence, we, we just got to go, you know, whatever look you got, whatever plan you got, that's got to be the deal. And, uh, and we really don't have time uh, to figure out the things out. So that was to me a concrete example of these little leadership examples, these little veteran savvy moves uh, that we've heard so much about. Interesting. And they, and obviously the line responded well to it. I take it. Yeah. From, from what we understand, we didn't get to talk to most of those guys, but uh but yeah, I, I don't think, you know, Ron made the point afterward that, um, you know, he wasn't calling anybody out. It's not, you know, him getting on anyone for as, as a hard time. It's just, hey, you know, this is this is kind of what we got to do. This is where we got to be at. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. You, now, you, you know why he was kind of sounding like uh, Robert Frost and everything in his interview today, don't you? Why is that? Because he went to Harvard. Did you know that? Did you know that he went to Harvard? <laughs> you know, I think that's been mentioned on, on a broadcast or two during his career. Has it? Because I've never heard it before. I think I'm breaking some news here. Yeah. And, and did you know that um, Matthew Stafford and Clayton Kershaw went to high school together? No. Get out. Yeah. My yeah. boy, the things the things you learn talking to Washington Post reporters. So, <laughs> all right. So w- what's the schedule for the rest of the week? What, what can we look forward to here? How many more practices we got? Uh, we, we don't have any more practices this week. I believe our next one is June 2nd. Uh, at least the, they have practice, but the media availability will be at, at uh, June 2nd next, I believe. Um, so, so that's what we got to look forward to. But there's a, there's a lot of storylines, I think, in camp, uh, you know, particularly uh, who wins those safety battles. What does the offensive line shake out as, uh, you know, kind of what does this receiving room look like? I think there's a ton of uh intrigue also you know obviously off the field you got the wilkinson report that that should drop at some point this summer um there's a lot of things i think um to to pay attention to if you're watching a football team fan oh man if the wilkinson report drops during training camp that would just be the best oh my god that would be so great (laughs) i'm sure this uh this this team's chaos uh penchant for chaos i'm sure you know those things would certainly line up it would literally be the most washington football team thing ever as the kids would say uh (laughs) all right you can catch all of sam's stuff at washingtonpost.com or get a subscription for the hard copy i know they would appreciate it sam if folks want to follow you uh on twitter where do they find you at Sam, the number four TR, S A M, the number four TR. You can follow Post Sports. Uh, my my B partner Nikki Javala and I do do our best to, to keep you up to date on everything that goes on with this team. And you guys kill it every day. We love it. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. All right, Mick and the clock on the wall say we got to get the heck up on out of here. So don't forget, you can download us both at the SportsJourney.com website as well. Uh, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. See you later. Have a good one. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white.